0: Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. So I'm going to tell you all about a coaching call I had this morning. Um, And it was something that I'm still, uh, you know... I'm glowing from. I guess I have to say, though that's not a very masculine word to use. But there you go. Okay, we get it. I can't. I can't believe I just said glowing. How weird. Okay, so um, Rob Johnson. I'm even going to say his name. I don't think he listens every day, so I probably can get away with it. So I'm. He's a little late for our coaching call, and he's like maybe 10 minutes late. So I had a chance to go in. And we take, Julie and I and all of our coaches, take notes on every coaching call. And I have not, and, and we've been coaching Rob, and I didn't realize it had been this long, to be honest with you. It didn't feel like it's been this long. And, Julie, you might be, well, okay, I'll ask you, Julie. You started out coaching him. You had a few calls with him, and then you transferred him to me. How? When do you think we started coaching Rob Johnson?
1: <laughs> you know, you it's funny how year. I remember this. I can tell you almost exactly because I remember the first call, I had with him, I was sitting on our back porch right after we moved to Texas, and that would have been probably 2014 in the fall.
0: That's right. Okay, so 2014. Your phone sounds a little weird, by the way. So it's 2014. So I was reading my notes, and I was reading Julie's notes from Rob, and Rob had been, um, he'd just immigrated to the United States from England in uh, 2005, I think it was. He came, he was very successful on, on Wall Street. Um, he's living in Greenwich, Connecticut. He's probably of all my coaching clients. And we've had, I mean, literally guys, we've had thousands. He's probably one of my top 10 favorite ones. And the reason is, is because he is so humble. He is so like, when you're talking to him, he's not like talking to an agent. And he's, he's talking, it's like talking to somebody who is sincerely trying to improve all the time. And he's so appreciative of, um, you know, he's appreciative of life in general and his family and all this. So he's just this really wonderful guy, and he's got a really, really good sense of humor too, not to mention the fact that he's got that killer British accent, which definitely helps. He immigrated from <laughs> uh, England. So, yeah, it definitely helps. So anyway, he started with Julie and I in 14 as reading his notes. I mean, he'd been successful his whole life. I'm not even remotely suggesting that he hadn't been. He had very successful on Wall Street. But he was just – he wanted to get into real estate, and I'm mean get into real estate full time. And I was reading the notes that he had – the things that I would taken from our first call. And the notes were things like what he had to earn per month and per year. And really what his big goal was is to, you know, have a certain level of accomplishment in the real estate career that mirrored his accomplishment in his Wall Street Street career because he was very successful as a trader. And it's wonderful because he is right now on target to exceed all the goals he set for himself back in 2014. I mean, he's prob hes definitely going to close. Well, he's already got over a hundred million dollars, right, guys, <laughs> In, uh closed and pending. And he's- so who knows where he's going to end the year? He just—it's just phenomenal. And um, when I look back at those notes, and I have—you know—I'm so Julie and I are so blessed with so many other coaching clients we've had for years. You know, you can go back and read some of the notes where they had. You know, some of these you go back 10 or 12 years, and you read about when their baby was born, and now you're seeing pictures on mm-hmm. Facebook of the, you know, kid thinking about going to high school or some, you know, college kids. One of them just went to college, and just all this stuff. It's just such a blessing. But anyway, with Rob, I was just, you know, looking back at the notes and seeing what he's accomplished and his original goals. You know, he wanted to obviously spoil his family. He wanted to do certain, certain things financially, but he really wanted to essentially achieve a really hard to achieve goal. And, and guys, you probably don't know Greenwich, Connecticut, but it's without a doubt one of the most prestigious, highest end markets on the face of the planet. I would say Greenwich is probably one of the top five real estate markets in the world as far as just everything you can possibly imagine. When you're in Greenwich, Connecticut, you're dealing with billionaires. When you're in Greenwich, Connecticut, you're dealing with people that are probably generationally wealthy, probably are names of people you've heard of that you couldn't even possibly imagine ever having any connection with them whatsoever. That's what his life is on most days. It's just a normal you know, existence for him. Anyway, moral of the story was, it's just very, um, it's a great feeling seeing and being part of somebody's life as they've gone from, you know, where he was to where he is. And that's very rewarding. You know, do you understand, Julie?
1: Absolutely. We have so many experiences like that. And uh, it is it is fun to look back at the notes and see where yeah. these guys were, not just a year ago, but in some cases four or five years ago, like Rob. And it makes me think of the Kenmores, you know, yep. we've known them since their kids were Zoe's age. And you know, yeah. now they're getting out of high school, and it's just amazing. So, yeah, it's, it's a tremendous blessing. It's not just about the next real estate deal all the time. It's about that freedom that you got into real estate for in the first place. And seeing them achieve that is really fulfilling. So, yeah, I totally get that. I'm glad you and shared that because expect- we
0: don't talk about that as yeah. much as we should. We should, and I, you know, and, uh, and we might be turning. This might be turning into coaching client appreciation day, but then I ask them sometimes, or, or they'll just overtly, you know, I, I sometimes I'll say because I want feedback from them, like you know you've been with Julie and I for 15 years, or you know you've been a coaching client for all this time, and you know I'll ask them why, what is it that you know explain that, and because Julie and I are not by a friend. I mean, we tell our coaching clients, our personal clients, and we train all of our coaches to say this as well. Is that when you hire us, you're not hiring a friend. You're not, and that's what a lot of coaching companies do. You're like, oh, well, you're going to call your motivational friend, yay! Nope. We're often, if we're, matter of fact, I would say, um, most coaching calls where you're going to be coached by Julie or I or one of our other great coaches, you're not going to get off that call. Uh, you know, you might be motivated, but what you're really going to feel is confronted because that's a coach's job. The easiest thing in the world, guys, is to do the rah rah bullshit. That's so freaking easy. Talk about your goals and talk about your mindset and talk about all, your other, all this other crap. I'll tell you why that's easy. It's because there's no way for you to hold the coach accountable for what it is, the product that they're delivering, which is that bit of information. And I want you to think about what I just said. So if I already get you on a coaching call, And we are to talk about your mindset or all this other touchy-feely, woo-woo, made-up crap. And we are to talk about that stuff, which is what everybody loves to talk about because it sort of puts you in this sort of trance as far as your thinking. It unplugs you from actually having to take action and actually do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do at the highest level. It makes it so you can kind of stay in this space, this in-between space of doing nothing and doing something. You feel like, oh, I'm working on my mindset, right, or whatever form that takes. As a coach, that's easy to deliver that because you can't hold me accountable to the product that basically – to the result that comes as at, at the other end of that, right? So you can go to a seminar and you can work on your mindset and make your dream boards and all the rest of it. And then virtually nobody ever has anything come from any of that stuff. It's just basically like I like to say just to be kind of a smart ass but also to make a, a point. It's just mental masturbation is all it is. But the way we deliver product, the way we coach, our intent was to make it so you can hold us accountable to what you're paying for. We don't. So like when you guys hire somebody, for example, to help you put together a branding campaign, right? It's <laughs> just the stupidest thing ever, but let's just say you decide to do it. as some of you do. And some of you literally right now are working on your branding. I want you to ask the person who's selling you for usually a ridiculous amount of money, whatever the branding is, I want you to say, exactly what will I get from this? What are the results that I'll get from this money that I'm investing with you right now? There will be none. There will be no promises. There will be no deliverables. There will be no way of holding them accountable because it's bullshit. That's why. And why do you do it? Because you don't know better. That's why. Because everybody else does it. Because everybody else told you to do it. And you still do it. Because it keeps you in that in-between space. In between space being, you know, there's three levels. Think of it like that, right? Level one is you're doing nothing. Well, you don't want to do that, right? So level two is this in between space where you can, where you're basically doing nothing, working on your branding, using that as an example, and then you feel like you're taking action. And then the level three is actually taking action, doing what you don't want to do, and you don't want to do at the highest level. That's where we focus. Where everybody else focuses is in that middle zone because you guys like it. There's no accountability. There's no confrontation, it's all you know mental masturbation that's really where that in between space that's the reason that so many of you guys fail It's because you stay there. You think that's what you're supposed to be doing because that's what people tell you you're supposed to be doing, even though intuitively it doesn't even have we don't even have to use the intuition. Look at your damn bank account balance. you know that in between space is just going to make you broke, but you surround yourself with it, you go to Facebook, you look for post silly things like you know, what's the best way for me to spend money right now to generate leads? I read this crap. I know what you guys are thinking. Uh, Why do you do 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 that? that? Yes, it's insane. Like even in our, when we have (laughs) a, listen, new coaching clients, God bless you. I love you. But do not go on our private members only Facebook page and ask how to like best way to, you know, generate expired leads. Don't ask that question. Study the material that we give you, and we tell you exactly how to do it, exactly what to say, we're exactly what to anything. do. We're not hiding anything, right? We're not hiding anything. Don't okay. So this is this is the when I look at the people who've been successful long term, and I had another great call today uh, with another coaching client, and he's you know we we're talking about Elon Musk's biography. Actually, Julie, he referred the book to us that we just finished listening to. Oh. And we were talking and we were talking about how many parallels he said this, not me, were between what Elon Musk does as a you know what he essentially what he does in terms of building businesses and what you and I coach to, and he was rattling off all the comparisons well there were a few that he mentioned that were direct correlation between. The lifestyle, the business lifestyle that he's formed from our coaching, and what he's learned from, uh, when he now realizes that Elon Musk was uh, operates in that same level, and it's not like it's not like Julie and I are geniuses like Elon Musk is. I mean, come on now, I mean if we were, we'd be designing rocket ships. I mean the dude's got, you know, what is he not going to do? Right? He's he's going to send humans to Mars. He's got rockets. that He's having he built electric cars. I <laughs> it's crazy. So. But what are the parallels? They're simple. When you look at the patterns of success that, or the, you know, the lifestyles that anybody who is successful at anything, it always comes down to the same exact things that we coach you guys to do. And, and yet, if you, you, know, you want to make it more complicated than that. And yet, you want to think that it's harder than that. Or your ego thinks it has to create its own path. You create all these problems for yourself, whereas the reality of it is, if you had your head screwed on straight and you did not let anybody co-op, what your mission was when you got into real estate, which is creating financial freedom for yourself, that was the core reason. You just probably don't forget or don't remember most of you, you know, because you got into real estate and you know everyone's saying, oh you got to join, you guys form a team, you got to work on your website, you got to do all this other stuff. You forgot why you got into real estate. You got into real estate so you could be financially free. You just then rationalize, well, all these other people are giving me all this, you know, I must be, that forming a team must be the path forward. Everyone else is saying it. Why would everyone else say it if there was no, you know, validity to all these other things, you know, to what these people are saying? What's well, because they're not profit and they're not net, you know, profit motivated. That's why. Weren't you originally in Darylis? Didn't you originally get your license because you wanted to make lots of net profit? Remember, guys, rich is where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money. You will never be rich in other words, you will never have enough, uh, you know, money to invest to create passive income for yourself if you don't have profit from your real estate practice. And profit is your product in, in any small business. You know, that's just, that's the product. That is the measuring stick of how effective you are as a business owner is the amount of profit you're pulling out. You know, and I look at some of our best coaching clients and I look at the wealth that they've accumulated, millions. Many of the many of the personal coaching clients we've had are millionaires. You know, look, I'm not in any way suggesting that it's because of what Julie and I, you know, we had an influence on it, certainly. What we've provided for them and what we can provide for many of you also is like a North Star. But, look, we're not for everybody because we're not going to lie to you. We're not going to placate you. We're not going to try to, you know, we're not going to boost We're not going to make you feel good when you deserve to feel like shit because you did something stupid. It's true. Okay, and, and some of you do things dumb, and we're going to tell you because you need to learn fast so you don't do it again. That's what real coaches do, that's what our job is. And so, look, I mean, you know, that's where my mind was when we started this podcast because I was just so appreciative of the fact that we've been so blessed to have so many wonderful coaching clients for so long. And yeah, it's wonderful. And okay, so we'll do a little pivot. Thank you for continuing. Uh, Harris Rules is breaking all sales records. I can't say I'm necessarily surprised. I'm certainly pleased, Julie. Thank you again for doing such Me a fantastic <laughs> job on that book. If you guys, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. If you guys have not um, purchased the book yet, just go to Amazon and just put in Harris Rules. That's all you got to do. And it's the teal book. It's in paperback. Definitely grab a copy of that. It's kind of gone crazy. Um, a lot of people posting pictures of the book with them, you know, with their kids and just other things. We hope that the book is uh, a pathway for the industry to return to sanity, as far as you know, being focused on agents, as far as the core business. Because you guys are really the boots on the ground, the heart and the soul of this industry is not the tech companies or the brokers or the brands. It's individual agents, and we wrote that bu- that book for you. So make sure you go to Amazon and buy Harris Rules. So Julie, you want to pick up where we left off? We've got time for some yes. good points, I think. Unless you have unless you have any well, other thoughts about my little preamble there.
1: No, I'm in absolute agreement. And, you know, it does make me think to all of the really specific things that we've gone through. You know, I've got a coaching client in Canada that went through what has to be one of the world's toughest deals ever. Okay. So it was like a combined, it was a veterinary clinic. It was uh, land. It had a house. It was out in the country. Uh, you know, it's complicated. And he had both sides of the deal. And I think I think they must have been pending for nine months or something. I mean, you could have a baby in the time it takes to close some of these things. And it's amazing. that, You know, I think about his, his deal and he persevered and how many agents would have given up many, many times, but he persevered and he won. And it was a really great deal for him, probably the, his biggest deal yet, I would believe. So I think about that. I think about one of my premier coaching clients who has this I think they called it the spaceship house or something in Arkansas, and it's just this really bizarre different home that's right in the middle of a subdivision with a few acres around it, and yet she's killing it. She's still doing all of the things that, that we teach to market and promote and do the open houses the right way, and she's got multiple offers on this thing. So it's really incredible what we get to see from our coaching standpoint of what happens when you guys implement it's pretty awesome. I guess we live vicariously on some level, so that's okay. Well, so, I mean, do right. I
0: miss doing real do I miss doing real estate deals? No. I mean, you know, you and I did a th- bazillions of real estate transactions when we sold real estate, and uh, I mean, we exceeded our, our expectations. <laughs> yeah, we did. So this is much selling real selling real estate coaching is a thousand times harder to get good at than what we're doing now. But True. we have gotten good at it, and we've done this for long enough. So listen, I, I should close that loop, by the way. Um, if you guys are interested in talking with Julie and I specifically individually about being your private coach, um, we're always interested in coaching the right people. And I think you if you listen to the podcast for long enough, you'll know kind of whether or not you're a fit for either of us personally. Not all of you are. Frankly, 99% of you are not. And you, you guys should start with premier coaching because that's a, just a fantastic way for you to um, enter into our coaching world. But if you want to talk with Julie and I, personally about being your coach, you can actually text me at uh, 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. You don't necessarily have to be, um, I mean, you can be like Rob, where you're essentially building your, you know, climbing up the mountain, but at the end of the day, you have to be somebody that's going to be motivated, because we cannot... And will not personally coach people. That will get your fire started if it, you know, starts to dwindle. But at the end of the day, you have to be able to keep it started, keep your fire going yourself. And then we're going to keep pushing you up that mountain, or pulling you up the mountain, <laughs> or you know, we'll be like your sherpa. And we're going to help you carry the burden up the mountain. But at the end of the day, we're going up that damn mountain. <laughs> if we're not, we're not going to be your coach. So, but for the rest of you, for a bulk of you, really, the perfect program for you to enter into our uh, coaching programs is definitely with Premier Coaching. Um, if you want to learn more about that, just text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. Text the word Harris to 31996. A lot of you are entering into the real estate you know, world now as new agents, or truthfully, you've been in the business for maybe a couple of years, but your information, you know, what you really truly know is that at the level of a new agent. Maybe you're coming to realize that. The reason you're struggling is because you still haven't really learned how to generate your own business. You don't know what to do. You're living in fear of going on listing appointments and all these other types of things you still haven't worked through. Guys, you can't hack that stuff. You can't shortcut it. you got to really learn the basics. you got to learn how to actually sell. You have to have an organized business approach. Otherwise, you won't last, especially in this market. So I strongly suggest you consider Premier Coaching. We designed it so that essentially it would deliver really probably 85% of what a one-on-one coaching relationship would. Um, You have a daily semi-private coaching call. You you have just a done-for-you listing presentation, pre-listing pack, everything you can possibly imagine is waiting for you. If you want to learn more about that, just text the word HARRIS, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. Text the word HARRIS. Uh, to 31996, or you can just email me directly, and I'll connect you with one of our new member coaches, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Miss Harris?
1: Yes. Okay. So uh, tying into what you were talking about a second ago, and we've been introspective. These I'm trying. This is my elaborate segue. We've been talking about things that uh, we've regretted or learned over the years with these guys, and we're being introspective, obviously. So here's one. Here's one of my favorite ones, and you talked about this a little bit. Point number 10. Do not take advice from idiots. <laughs> Most people offering advice are idiots. Key phrases to watch out for, branding, teams, buying leads, follow your passion, seeking life balance, the universe will bring it to you, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera. Now, There's so many flavors of this, which starts with crap that's sent to you every day in your email, your voicemail, you know, special promotions. Um, I love the ones where it's like you better buy your zip code or somebody else will, you know, like Okay, how does that have anything to do with profitability? And can you prove it to me? You're taking advice from idiots. Another flavor of this is listening listening to agents give you advice about something that they don't know anything of, like for sale by owners, expired, probate, short sales, anything in, in that slightly different than normal realm. Oh, you don't want to do that, you know, the only people who go after unrepresented sellers are new agents and you know, they they never will Price it right and all this kind of stuff. Oh, really? So, am I taking advice from an idiot or am I taking advice from somebody who actually has experience making money from those things that you're bashing? Hmm, I bet we know which one that is. So, be careful about that. The third flavor of that I see is when you guys try something out and it has the word like impressions or um, a super special uh, way of figuring out when somebody's going to move based on how long they've lived there. You know all of that that fancy analytics, and you know if it's not working for you, well, you haven't sent enough postcards yet. It's always on you. You're taking advice from idiots. <laughs> don't do that. you have to pre It's so funny how hard agents will prequalify each other when they send a referral or how much they'll try to prequalify buyers or sellers, but they never prequalify anything having to do with lead generation because they want to believe in it so hard that it's going to be that easy button. I just think that's
0: Kind of strange. You're talking about lead generation that where they're buying the leads is what you're referring to.
1: Yeah, yeah, they don't yeah. prequalify anything. You know, show me that it works. Prove that it works. Don't talk to me about how it's all on me because I haven't used the special script. You know, enough or I haven't made well, enough Jill, sales, uh, postcards and all that. It, they was You're touching
0: on to... some, You're touching on something that's really important, and we said this before in the podcast, and I know people. It's resonated. It's all repeated. The chance, chances are your business is struggling, and truthfully, if you were to be really honest with yourself, your business is not going to succeed much longer at any level because your expenses are out of alignment with your profit. You know, maybe you need to go and have a conversation with your accountant, but really, all you gotta do is look at your checking account balance and then look back at the past few years and ask yourself: has your net worth really increased, or are you just basically paying for a nice lifestyle? I mean, you just need to really reconnect with why you got in this business in the first place. And pretty much every single one of you got in this business, you'd have financial freedom, right? That is why. You wanted to someday, and not a thousand years from now, but someday have the ability to no longer have the 900-pound gorilla of worrying about money on your back. You can create that in real estate. You can. Remember, though, guys, selling real estate does not make you rich. It does not make you rich. It's what you do from the profit from selling real estate that makes you rich so here's the challenge that all of you have you need to acknowledge the fact that maybe what you're doing is not working and you need to stop trying to make it work because it doesn't work period not doesn't work because you're the one that's trying to implement it but because it was a dumb idea or it was a great idea 10 years ago but now it just doesn't work in other words give yourself permission not to feel like you're failing to admit that you know whatever grandiose big idea that you had that you heard at some conference and you latched onto it, and you you know this this was something you just doubled down on, you thought it was the greatest thing ever, and I'm thinking about all of you trying to form teams and expansion teams and you know all this other stuff. I get it, guys. I totally understand the concept of it. And it sounds lovely. you can scale real estate, you can make money from different markets, you know you can all the other all the rest of it I get it it's sexy as hell, but it doesn't really work if your goal is to produce lots of profit, it just doesn't. The more staff you add, the more mouths you have to feed, the more oversight you have to have, the more managers you have to have, the more money you have to spend, and then the more splits that everyone's going to demand. So there's no profit left in it. Why do you need to learn that lesson? Just look at the average broker. They make less than 3%. The greatest brokers are making 4%, but most of them are making around 2%. Net profit before taxes. Think about that. That's the direction you're headed as you start to expand. Is that really what you want? Does that make sense to you? So here's what I want you to give yourself permission to do. Don't feel bad about taking, a, you know, deciding, I've gone down this path as far as I need to go down. I'm now looking at my business through a different set of you know, lenses. I'm now looking into my business where I'm going to value every single decision I, I make based on profit. That's it, profit. And I'm now realizing I've always known, this is you talking to yourself maybe, I've always known that this path does not produce profit because God knows I'm not really rich. This is you talking to yourself and I'm going to now give myself permission to no longer go down this path because it's an exercise in futility. That's the reality, and some of you need to be accepting that. You need to think about that. You need to give yourself permission to have insanity return to your own business and not feel bad about it. It's your ego that keeps you spending money on some of this dumb shit because you think people – like I'll give you an example. When Julie and I sold real estate, home magazines. <laughs> Many of you have no idea what I'm talking about. There used to be these big thick magazines that you'd see everywhere. Grocery stores, you know, some small towns still of this use them. Thing
1: called paper. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, we had this thing called shiny paper with pictures, and each page was like 850 bucks or 1250 bucks. I remember. And Julie and I, when we sold real estate, we had taken enough listings, and we were selling enough high-end stuff that we'd start having sellers. We'd go on competitive listing appointments, and sellers would you know, be tempted to believe that somebody else who's you know, doing all these home magazine advertising is going to have somehow an advantage on us, so we were sort of coerced into basically buying double pages in these magazines. And so we did. There were two of them. Then we did it. You know, I never produced any real business, was just there to placate the sellers. That is a fact, Jack. Now, over time, I didn't want to do it anymore. Julie and I thought, well, this is stupid. This is a lot of money that we're selling out per year that we ha- cannot attach any real uh, financial gain from. There's no profit that's coming from this. Um, we just did this uh, because we thought we had to do it, be competitive. So we, But we kept doing it for probably a year after that. Why did we keep doing it? Because we were fearful of how it would look if Tim and Julie all of a sudden stopped doing these big flashy advertisements in these two home magazines. That's the only reason we kept doing it. Because our egos told us that, holy shit, if you guys stop advertising there, people are going to talk about you. You know, they're going to all this other crap build our heads. You know what? We stopped, and you know what happened? Nothing. Nobody said a damn thing. I don't remember a single conversation I had with anybody or where it cost us any business, where they weren't even, it was all in our heads. How many things like that are you doing or are you considering doing? How many things are you thinking about putting in place in your own business where you don't truly know if it produces a profit for you or not? It's kind of a shocking thought, isn't it? It should be. This is how business people should think. Because, guys, remember, nobody else is going to have your back financially other than yourself. Right. If you're going to be successful at this or anything else, you're going to have to actually make it so that you are going to produce a profit. There is no. So I grew up in an entrepreneurial family. My dad always had different businesses. You know, they were never financially successful. Okay, they were successful in that he kept him intellectually. Uh, you know he was interested in what he was creating, so he was happy because he was doing something that fascinated him. But profit was never part of his equation, never really a, never a focus of his, never had any money. <clears throat> but it was fun growing up in an entrepreneurial family. I learned how to you know that that was a fascinating way to grow up, absolutely broke with a brilliant father who had uh, lots of entrepreneurial angst all those things together kind of helped formulate who I am today, and i 'm thankful for them. But one of the mistakes that I know my dad made, and I know he would regret it, and he more or less told me that as he got older, was that he did not accumulate more money because he did not then have the ability to at his you know at his age. And so as a result of that, that resonated with me more than I was already thinking about wealth accumulation, but that really drilled it home for me. When I heard him admit that to me, that that's something he wished he would have done differently. And you know, and I hear that, I've heard that thousands of times now from other coaching clients, you know, people in their 60s and their 70s and their 80s. So all of you who are younger than that, I'm here to tell you that the thing you're going to be most proud of from your business are not the plaques, the awards. You'll forget about those. You will literally forget about all that crap, but you won't forget about the asset accumulation you had from having produced a profit in your business that then resulted in your being able to create financial independence for yourself. What The mistake that he made, my dad made, was he always future paced when he was going to have that big – he used to call it the golden eagle and fly over. I have no idea where he got that. But he always used to say, the golden eagle will fly over one day. I mean, that was the essence of what he said. In other words, he was saying, one day there's going to be some big liquidity event. I'm going to have a big idea, or there's going to be some, something that's going to happen that's going to change our fortunes. It never happened, but it never does for anybody who does not deliberately build businesses around profit. That's the way you have to operate if you're a small business owner. Unless you're going to go public, which then you can make money from your stock, right? And then who cares if your company doesn't make uh, profit? As long as you keep on selling the vision to your shareholders that they, you know, that they believe so much they keep on buying with the idea that one day you will be profitable. You know, a lot of businesses have been successful that way. But selling real estate, our little businesses that we have, nothing works like that. You know, and you know, for those of you who believe that you're going to build a business that's sellable, no one's going to buy it. Look around. How many real estate practices do you see getting sold? They don't get sold. They get passed. You know, maybe to um, your kids or whatnot. But it's not the same as actually having a liquidity event. So what we're telling you is the stone cold truth. It's not romantic. It's it's not woo woo. It's not mental masturbation. It's not gonna. It's not designed to motivate you. Truthfully, that's not a principle. That is not even on our radar when we're talking to you guys. We know you're going to feel motivated as a result because you're going to feel like you have direction. But Julie and I never sit around and say to ourselves, what can we say today on the podcast that's going to motivate them? Because that's fakery. That's trying to appeal to your emotions, not to your intellect. That's just trying to give you a temporary hit of caffeine, not trying to help you build a long-term sustainable source of income. Do you guys get the difference? Hopefully you do. I know you do. I know you do. So listen – um, go get the book. Harris Rules on Amazon. Just go buy the book. It's not expensive. Share the book with other people. Help us return sanity to the real estate business. Help us to. And there's already obviously thousands, and there'll be millions, I'm I'm sure, of people that are going to realize that sort of these primrose paths they've been on with all you know these business models and these all these other types of insane things that people have been trying to manifest for the past 10 or 15 years. They're now coming out of the One of the biggest boom markets in the history of the United States as far as real estate goes. And so many people, I'm getting emails from you guys. You know, I read them, I respond. You're saying, listen, this has been the best market ever. I've done the team thing, I've done all this, but I don't, I have no real assets. I bought a couple of rental properties, but. You know, if the economy slows down, or if this happens in my market, or that happens, or if a major employer leaves, I know I'm screwed. What can I do? And they don't know how to, they don't know how to basically return themselves to sanity. That's what that green book is about. So go and get that book, Harris Rules. And if you're brand new in real estate, you definitely want to get that because that's going to be, that'll be your roadmap for your entire career. Because every time you start to meander, you can go back to Harris Rules. And you can say, okay, I see what I'm violating. <laughs> I'm violating rule number four. And that's, gonna, that's the reason we designed it. So please go and get that book. In the meantime, if you need us for anything, you can uh, text me. Don't call. Text 512-758-0206. Or you can send me an email at tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. Listen, guys, it's our honor, it's our pleasure to be your coaches. Even if you're just podcast listeners, we truly appreciate your support. If there's ever anything we can do for you, please do not hesitate to reach out. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com.